Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. There has to have been a mixed master flash, right? Somewhere it had you know, to be. No, it's a mixed master Spain. And there's Grandmaster Flash, obviously. Yeah, but Mixmaster Spain is, was in Compton, L.A. back then. Same so you, sort of, you know. You just crossed it with, with, with Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, that, like you said, there had to be had one to somewhere, be. right? That was the Furious Six. That was a different group entirely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our Heat fans a little worried. After the Celtics, who were favored coming into the series, caught fire in the third quarter and, you know, Backs to the wall, won the game. They were down nine into the third quarter. Corey Alexander, ESPN basketball analyst, is with us now. Morning, Corey. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? And, and, but I don't know who Mixmaster Spade or Mixmaster Flash is, but, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a hip-hop guy. I, I, y'all got me on that one. Yeah. It's, from, <laughs> it's a figment. Well, Mixmaster Flash is a figment of Key's imagination. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the hippity hop. What was it? Where's that sound bite? We, 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 we can. I'm sure we can find somebody though from the '70s and '80s. Had to be, had to be a mixed master flash, yeah, right? Had to be. But although back Agreed. then, back then when people could just name themselves and give themselves status, it was grandmaster. Everyone was grandmaster, right? A mixed master, not as much. Yeah. That came a little later. I don't necessarily know if I like yeah. Grandmaster, but that's a whole other story. It is interesting that, <laughs> that the hip-hop community... It is interesting that the, that the hip-hop community would appropriate from, a certain, from that group of Key. all groups the Max, Max, title. Yeah. Key, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. conversation for yes. another day. That would be like a DJ in the Bronx. Grand Wizard so-and-so. Wait, how, nah, what? Max, how does that happen? Don't do it, Don't do it, Max. Right, don't, do it, Max. don't do it, Max. Corey Alexander. ESPN basketball analyst, we've been batting it around all day. Should Heat fans be a little worried right now? I would say a little more worried than they were because when we've seen the Boston Celtics in the, you know, up against elimination, we watched them go to Philly in game six. Jason Tatum has a huge fourth quarter, and then, of course, they end up going to a game seven where he breaks a game seven record, scores 51 points. I was fortunate enough to be on the call ESPN Radio for both those games. And I can tell you right now what the environment's going to be like in Boston. But the Boston Celtics, when they left that game six in Philly after getting a win, talked about getting an opportunity to redeem themselves in front of their home crowd. And they have another opportunity to try to redeem themselves in front of their home crowd. I believe they will see that same level of intensity, that sense of urgency that they saw in game five last night. And there's a strong possibility that the series will be coming back to South Beach for game six. So give me give me a percentage, Corey, on the chances that Boston pushed this thing all the way to seven. Whoo, Key, I'm still going to go with about a 25% chance on that one. I don't think that in a game six scenario, we would see Miami turn the basketball over 16 times again that lead to 27 points for the Boston Celtics. So – 
Even if it does go back to Miami, I would still favor the Heat in that game. But there, it would be a lot more pressure on the Heat in that scenario, knowing that, of course, Boston now has come there and won a game. But I, I don't see the Celtics going there and winning another one. But again, if they build that momentum and winning a game five, you know, anything can happen in this sport. I mean, we saw it happen with, of course, my Yankees losing to the Boston Red Sox when they were up 3-0 way back in the day. Mm-hmm. So anything is possible, especially when you've got the luck of the Irish on your side. That's what happens when you let El Duque and David Wells walk out the door. You need big game pitchers. But that's a whole separate ar- – don't even remind me of that. Listen, Corey Alexander, let me ask you this. The What is it about the nature of a team, in your experience – that's able to do what the Celtics are doing, which is, as everyone says, play with their food, look like they've quit, look like they've rolled over one day, two days, three. But then, and we saw it against Philly, down 3-2. Tatum, one for 15, catches fire, hits four threes. The next game, he set a record in a game seven, 51 points. He did something in that vein last night. What about a team in your experience, leads to this situation, messing around, messing around, and then turning it on when they need to? I believe it's a conversation amongst the team. Guys, we're doing this for us. We're not doing it for our coaches. We're not doing it for anyone else. We're doing this for us. And you start playing a little bit looser. You go out and you do what you've been used to doing, and all of a sudden you start seeing shots go down. Marcus Smart started making shots. Grant Williams made shots. Al Horford made shots. And that loosened up the double team and the pressure on Jason Tatum. Because one thing's for certain, Eric Sports is not going to let Jason Tatum beat him. It's going to have to be someone else. He's going to make Jason Tatum give the basketball up. Uh, 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 really a sign that, of course, Joe Mazzulla should be adopting by not allowing Jimmy Butler to beat him. But that's another story for another day. When you look at what the, how the Miami Heat are guarding the Boston Celtics, they're getting the basketball out of Jason Tatum's hands. When other guys start making shots, it makes it difficult to do that because you're giving up practice shots to the other guys, and they knocked them down last night. 18 threes for the Celtics, and it really was 19. They took one away from Jay and took away one of his 34 points. He ended up with 33. Corey Alexander, ESPN basketball analyst and former NBA player, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Now let's get to the team that really matters out west. <laughs> Your Lakers. The Nuggets, Key? Yeah, the Nuggets. All right, whatever, Max. That's right. You're a big Nugget fan now. I forgot. Oh, I've been um, a big Jokic guy the whole time. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Corey, what, after watching the Lakers get swept, what is it that they need to do to get back to this point other than talk LeBron into coming back? The biggest concern for me is their toughness. And, again, I know everyone says that they need a third score. They need another guy that they can depend on offensively. I think they have that guy in Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, of course, if healthy, will be even better next year. Of course, they've got to re-sign him. But I believe the Lakers can go out and get some toughness in a way that a guy that also represents, you know, Anthony Davis, the guy that represents LeBron James, a number of players on the Lakers by the name of Rich Paul, has a client that's sitting up in Golden State that has a player option right now by the name of Draymond Green. If you go get Draymond Green, no longer does Anthony Davis have to play the five. He can go back to playing the four where he was one of the best power forwards in the game. Draymond does the tough stuff. Draymond guards Jokic. Draymond can also switch off and guard perimeter guys when necessary, but he provides that toughness that Darvin Ham 
is looking for from this Lakers lineup. And if you roll a lineup out there that has Austin Reeves, LeBron James, Rui Achimura, Anthony Davis, and Draymond Green in the mix, now all of a sudden you've got that toughness. With shooting coming off the bench, LeBron could be right back in the mix to play for a championship next year. I like it except for there's not enough shooting in that starting lineup, right? Like none of those guys shoot above average for their position. And a couple of them shoot below average, and the average ones are just barely. That's not a lot of shooting for this day and age. Okay, so you think about this, Max. Austin Reeves can shoot the basketball. He's he proven that he can be a – he can be not – all right, Rui Achimura can but shoot the a, basketball. He, he, Austin right. Reeves can score. He's not a special shooter. He's a regular shooter who can score. Okay, but when you think about the role that he's in, the more reps you get, the more you become that knockdown shooter. Right. I was a marginal shooter coming off the bench, but you let me start, I'm a great shooter. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference between Austin Reeves and what he's been doing in the past and what he can do in the future. But you still keep Malik Beasley, Lonnie Walker. You have your shooting coming off the bench. But if you think about the lineup that you have with that group, and you can switch everything defensively, and now everyone on the, in the starting lineup is 6'6 six, six and up, they would be a true problem for the way Darvin Ham coaches his defense. I got to tell you something. I just looked up Austin Reeves' three point percentage. He's he's at ninety percent. Oh, sorry, it's ninety forty percent. I said ninety percent. Forty percent. It's eighty six percent from the line and forty percent from three. So yeah, forty percent from three. I'm good. Still well, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. new. It's new, you got to remember, Max is new to him. He hasn't been around doing this for a very long time. He's only going to get better. I agree with he's the reps good. that he's getting. Mm-hmm. Getting. This is why Corey is saying what he's saying. Yeah, I, I like it, Corey. I, I don't know mm-hmm. money-wise how it would all work out, but I like it. Well, Might be a well, piece remember you can now, add and re- keep your depth, right? That's a big thing. But but Draymond has a player option. He can opt out this year, and he yeah. is represented by Rich Paul, super agent, so who also represents LeBron and AD. So, therefore, that's something that can be in the works, and it's not tampering. It can be in the works because that's his client that he's dealing with. So, it's a possibility, and again, I think Draymond wants to be in L.A. I think Draymond wants to play alongside LeBron and A.D., and I think that Draymond realizes that the run in Golden State could very well be over. Yeah, and also, you, it's a good point. Anytime anything happens, uh, LeBron James's kid has a bar mitzvah. There's Draymond Green. Anything with LeBron James, Draymond Green's taking a week off of, this, of the Warriors and flying and going to wherever LeBron James is. So yeah, that's a that's a good read. I think that's a that's that's like that an interesting possibility that allows the Lakers to maintain their depth and add a piece without giving stuff up that could work salary wise. Interesting mm-hmm. thoughts, Corey Alexander. Mm-hmm. Corey, uh, LeBron mm-hmm. James said he's still better than ninety or ninety five percent of the players in the NBA. I think he's better than that. Actually, he's a top ten mm-hmm. player to me. Agree. But that's the first time I've ever heard an explicit acknowledgement that he is no, not only no longer the best player in the world, but there are a handful of players better. Not just, he's not second or third. There are you know, a handful, of, a layer between him and the best. Is that something new? I mean, he, I, he just almost had a 40-point triple-double in a closeout game and got him to within a possession. You know, I, I, why now? Why is he saying this now? Because he realized after scoring 31 first-half points, that he wasn't the same guy that he's been. And, again, our mortality as athletes, it, it comes to you, you know, in an instant. And he realized he did not have enough in the tank to get his team over the top in that fourth quarter because of what, everything that he did in the third, in the first quarter, I mean, the first half, 
to put them in position to be successful, he didn't have enough in the tank to be able to get it done in that fourth quarter. And it's the first time that LeBron James has ever had to come to this reality. He's playing up with injuries. He's dealing with things that he hasn't dealt with before in his career. So when he talks about retiring afterwards, it's an emotional response. We all know LeBron's not retiring. That's not part of the plan. The plan is he's going to break Vince Carter's record for the longest career. He's going to own pretty much every record available when he leaves the game. And Bronny didn't go to USC for Bron to retire. Bronny went to USC for both those guys to be playing in the same city and Bron to be able to play with Bronny in a year. So when you think about it, I don't see LeBron even – I mean, I, again, we know he's very organized. He's very calculated. He's not a businessman. He's a business man. man. Yeah. You know the line. Jay-Z gave it to you best. And part of the business plan is for him to keep his name with us talking about it all summer long, just like Tom Brady, just like Aaron Rodgers, because he's one of the GOATs. And we'll talk about whether or not he's going to retire or not all summer long, well, at least for the next couple of months, until he makes a decision to say, yes, I'll be back after he sees what the Lakers do to benefit their roster. Well, Corey Alexander, you've done it again. You've tied up all the loose ends, and now we are uh, all better for it. Thank you very much, ESPN basketball analyst Corey Alexander and friend of the show. Thanks, Corey. All right, see Appreciate you guys. Have a good one, fellas. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tony in Ohio. Matt, I love you, but you are like a little brother. I'd like to lock you in the room when our parents go away because you irritate my soul. Anyway, how, well, how did I, I, I irritate you? So, wait a minute. You can't just you lock me in the room and not tell me why. You just irritate my soul, period. Can you let me out of the room? <laughs> Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You worried, Heat fans? Have you ever been locked in a closet, Max? What's up? Have you ever been locked in a closet? No. No. I was the oldest brother. Now, Did I had. I had. Uh, the closest thing I had to an older sister was not the type to lock you in a closet. She was about six or seven years older, but she wasn't a lock you in the closet. But what's the worst person. thing that your siblings ever done to you, though? What could my siblings do to me? I was the oldest brother. It's the, mean you have to anything. ask. You have to you ask. Might have been a, a, a lame, you know. They might have looked on, at you man. as an L7. Come on, man. You, you, I, I was, you, you've been working on the show with me for a couple years now. You know how that is. That's not the, tr- that's not the case. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, I, no, as an older sibling, and I tell my daughters this too, the older ones to the younger ones, 
you want to be good to your little siblings mm-hmm. because you don't get that time back, man, and you wind up feeling guilty. No, I was not the I was the I was but not that, the uh, victim not in be, that relationship. What's that? But it may not be malicious. It just may be they yeah. just the you na- know. I I totally you might agree. get on their nerves and they might just want to just do something to you. And it's sibling rivalry too. The older ones, you know, that's the way older siblings treat their little siblings a lot of time if they're close in age. You know, if they're close in age. What about you with your siblings? You ever get locked in the closet? No, my my older sister would. These little cactus, mm-hmm. she would take the little cactus and torture us with them, like throw them at us, and they would stick. What? And, and when you take them off, you have all these little bitty bumps on you. <laughs> you run the, and tell your mom the needles. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, you would run and tell. But wow. no, not not the closet. I've never. Where were you? How many? Si- like where were you in the sibling order? I'm the baby. You're the youngest, right? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm the baby. Yeah. Oh, so, I always so you ratted everybody out. Uh, I don't no, I don't necessarily no. I wouldn't call it rat now. No, I would call it communicating with the older parent with my mom. <laughs> yeah, it's always the baby that's the favorite right. of the mom. Always the yeah. mom favors the baby, hundred percent. So you're a friend of authority, is what you're saying? No, I'm not a friend of authority. Pull over. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, we're talking uh, while we're talking about siblings. Here comes Big Brother. All right. Should Heat fans, that's the 1984 uh, reference, Pat, George Orwell, he's an author, read a book, read a book, Pat, read a book. He's a snitch. That's what they would tell you, though, as a kid, he's snitching. Yeah, 100%. Baby is always a snitch, 100%. Even if, and the older siblings say, hey, listen, you cannot tell mom the whole thing, right? And then they first thing run and tell mom. Ooh. Yeah, right. Even when it has nothing to do with hurting the younger sibling, they're just doing something they're not supposed to do. Little baby goes, runs, tells mom, and mom's always going to favor and protect the, the, the baby. The crazy Can't be retribution, nothing. If reality television was out when we were kids, yeah, well, yeah. we would be like the Kardashians right now. Just extremely wealthy. And in jail, by the way. And or in jail. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not in jail. Not in jail. Because you, you, you got to think, some of the things that go on in families – Go on to a, in a lot of families, but when it's visible and people can actually see it, it takes on a whole different perspective <laughs> and a different meaning. Yeah. Right? When you're arguing or you're doing things. Now we look at it and we go, oh, no, we would never do that. We, we don't want that on camera. But think about 40 years ago, Max. You think about it, that was on camera. You, you're not even thinking about that. You're just doing whatever comes to mind, whether you're snitching on somebody, whether you're waking up in the morning. Uh, going and playing basketball or acting like you can rap, whatever the case may be. And, and then the world gets to see it. That would never be able to see inside your your world, so to speak. Reality TV, which is mostly scripted, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And there's no such thing as a fun. Every family, the best families are, are uh, functionally dysfunctional, right? If you air your dirty laundry, people people are like, Damn, but it's the true of every family. That's the way it is. All right, listen, enough philosophy. How about the Miami Heat? You worried about the Heat, and did the Lakers tip their hand? SP, you're on KJM. Absolutely not. I am not worried at all. Our culture is too strong. Mm. If anything, the Celtics should be worried. Well, they are down 3-1, but they have nothing to lose. They're supposed to lose at this point, right? The Celtics. Exactly. 
Right, but you so that puts the pressure on the Heat, doesn't it? Well, no, I can, that puts the pressure on Boston Celtics. I can They've tell been you a this. Favorite. I can tell you this, SP. You sound like I did about three days ago. <laughs> ah, not worried at all. Not really worried. We'll be fine. That's the same way I felt, even though we were on the basically we're in the same position as Boston, where we didn't get one win, but we were down three zero, and I'm like, ah, we're not. You know, if we could just. And we were down to, oh, well, you know, Max, I think if we just did this, mm-hmm. we would be okay. And, and yeah, we got it with the Lakers. It's purple and gold. Look how many banners we have. And then it goes in another direction. Quick, fast, and hurry. But we proved that we can win in Boston. Yeah. Lakers did prove that they can win in Denver. No, I understand you proved you can win in Boston a week ago. However long that was. You know what point that, that SP made that, that was interesting to me, though? The Heat culture is too strong. Like when, when um, Corey Alexander, is a Yankees fan, brought up the collapse in 04, the Yankees' culture at that point had changed a little bit. They brought in outside players who were not battle-tested, who cracked under pressure. What? But the Heat do have a strong culture. And you would think that a team that could fall back on that with a player like Jimmy Butler – wouldn't allow themselves to collapse four in a row, you know. I do. Yeah, you I would, appreciate you that would, point. You, but it's not. But see again, it's not four in a row. It's three in a one. row. Yeah. Now it's three. No, in a row. it ain't even three. It's one. Mm-hmm. I was just it's telling one. you this the other day. You were clowning no. me for saying this. The, the reason I was clowning you because they hadn't won one. The Heat. I mean, the Celtics won one. So now it's only one. The Lakers hadn't won anything. Mm-hmm. So they so hadn't gotten that first win is the difference? They didn't get the first win. Okay. So, you know, it's like a car, man, when you try to crank it, and it don't crank, you know, like the old car. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it cranks up. And, yeah, yeah. and then the engine gets going. You're saying the battery, the battery was dead, but their battery yeah, isn't dead because they, the win- they got the their win. Their battery is, has a pulse now. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I said what I said to you about the Lakers. Like, no, but this one, they got it. So now they can look at it and say, all we need to do is win one at a time. Think the Celtics just uh, jump-started their battery, everybody? 888-SAY-ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, KJM is brought to you by Beacon. Beacon and the Beacon Pro Plus app helps roofers get things done from anywhere, 24-7. Beacon, always building. Did the Lakers tip their hand? But first, should Heat fans be worried? Marcus in Massachusetts, you're on KJM. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm freaking so hyped to finally get through to you guys. I've been honestly trying to call the show for like the past couple weeks. But these Heat fans, man, they, they just irk me, bro. I mean, come on. Jimmy Butler is, you know, having an incredible series. But if you do your history from the regular season, the Heat only beat the Celtics two times and the Celtics won two times. It was tied. I mean, the Heat only won by a few points each time. We, we've been there before in the past, the Celtics. They always have these incredible games and their battles and stuff. So I ain't worried at all. Okay, I'm a diehard Boston fan, born and raised. And I think Jalen Brown just needs to step it up this next game. I know he only scored 17 points. You're, but you're, you're a diehard Boston fan, born and raised. You're, from, you're in Massachusetts now, right? And you're saying yes, that you're, you're down 3-1 but not worried at all. Nope. You have no fear that you're going to win one. You're going to lose one of the next three games. I mean, if we win this one at home, then the next one I'll be worried a little bit. But mm-hmm. as long as on the road, our man. two superstars do what they got to do, you know, what I mean, Derek White, he's been incredible. Um, uh, you got to keep the defense up, and you know, maybe try and score a little more and stuff like that. But Marcus Smart blew me away. He did pretty good last game. And also, can we say how good Grant Williams did from three, four for six? I mean, I think that's the best shooting I've seen him do in a while. You know what I mean? So yeah. as long as they keep up the momentum, and like Chi was saying earlier, it's like a, an old car, you know what I mean? you got to give it a little jump start. And that's all they needed, that one win to give them a little push. You and then also I got one more thing to say. Start. Yeah, yes, sir. And uh, also, I mean – Everybody want to hate on uh, Joe Missoula because he, you know, he's, you know, new guy just came in, took uh, email Udoka's place or whatever. So wait, so hold and, on, Marcus. Know, so, so you what, say everybody want to hate on Joe Missoula? Did you not have yeah. reservations at some point in time throughout the season or the postseason on what they had as a coach? I mean. Yeah, the guy's new, you know, so I, I don't blame him that, he, you know, he takes the fall for it and he be's honest about it, you know. He's going to have some slip-ups, but he has shown some signs of great coaching, too. So, All right, listen, he's, you know, he's like a flip of a coin. He's like a flip of a coin, honestly, I feel like at this, this point in time. But Celtics if, fan if the players some, work with him, too, and the now. veterans on the that's team work it. with Marcus him, I, Massachusetts I think they can, be faded you know, out. Happen. There it is. Okay. Marcus, we hear you. Good job defending the Celtics. Max. Max. It's Andre Snelling's time. ESPN senior Max. writer with us now. Going rude. I'm not keeping Dr. Dre waiting. What's going on, Andre? Good morning, fellas. How's it going? What's happening, man? What the deal, Key? Sorry about your boys, man. I thought they had that, that one game anyway. No, nah, we good, man. We all right, man. Don't worry about us. All right, all right. Don't worry. He... Don't worry about it. it. Was don't worry about us the whole series, and now it's over. Still, don't worry. <laughs> you know, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Yes, Lakers in nine. All right. <laughs> what do you think of the, of the Celtics winning Game Four, Dre? Thought it was big. I, I thought it it showed a lot of heart on their part because 
the Heat were in control, right? In the third quarter, they were up by nine. They had it. And watching it, I kind of realized the Heat were in trouble when they started doing that rim on the basket thing in the third quarter where all of their layups and shots were like hitting two two points on the rim and bouncing out. The same thing happened to the Lakers actually on, on in game, you know, in their closeout game. And at that point, I was like, yeah, this might be going back to Boston. Andre, now that it's, what, now what, that it's go, go I'm ahead. sorry, uh, Kiba. What's going on with your beard over here? Let me see this beard again. <laughs> can you show? Can you show? Just take a look at this, Key. I want to see Andre Snelling's beard. It's going. I've never seen it quite like this because it's growing to the point where on either end it's longer than in the middle. Spencer Dinwiddie to shape it up. He got to shape it up though, right? Yeah, yeah. Creativity is key. What's, you know. What, what do they call? I don't have. I don't grow facial hair. But so, what do they call that? Like a Fu Manchu or something? Yeah, it looks like a Fu Manchu <laughs> beard. I don't. I, what's going on with you? Yeah. So one thing that happens is my youngest daughter tries to braid it every other day. Ah, yes, yeah, so that makes sense. That's why the, the one on the either end side. Is yep. longer, See, I knew it. See, it, I in the knew middle it. it gets shorter. Yeah. I knew there was something going on, and the one thing. About about having little daughters is they can do anything they want to any hair. They're anything. twisting my putting my hair in a ponytail when it's a little just long <laughs> enough in the front, whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. I knew great it was with cornrows, Max. Hey, Andre, now that the, the Heat are going back to Boston for game five, what are the chances that the Celtics actually get five at home and force it back to Miami for six? I think the chances are reasonable. So you know, Max, when, on, uh, when we talked on Monday and we were talking about the Lakers, for one, like Key has Don't pointed out. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Key, you actually pointed out that the difference here is that the Celtics got a win. You know, you, you got to yeah. get that first win first. Yeah. And the other difference is that so in most of the cases where one team is down three to nothing, it's the lower seeded team that's down three to nothing. And so they have to, even if they win that first game at home, mm-hmm. they have to win two out of three on the road. But the Celtics actually have home court advantage. So all they have to, they have two home games in the next three if they keep winning. So I feel like in their locker room, they really can say, hey, we win this game at home. We're back in this series. It's 3-2 going back to Miami. Now, you can't get too much beyond that. It's got to stay one game at a time. And Miami clearly still is in control of this whole thing. But at least Boston can feel like I have a legit chance and actually wake up motivated by that. That's a very yeah, interesting take, Key, because like it's the, the lower-seeded t- – usually if the team is down 3-1, it's the lower-seeded team down. Not only do they have to go on the road, but they're lower-seeded for a reason. The other team's probably better over the course of the season, so it's different than the number one seed being down to the eight seed. I'm sorry, Key, go ahead. No, I was going to say now that you noticed the, the beard, mm-hmm. I've noticed <laughs> he's either in Miami – Stuck in a room with the temperature being at a degrees. Dude, I just noticed that degrees. too. <laughs> the dude is sweating. Andre man, Snelling showing up on the going on the head, showing man. up on the show a hot mess. What's going on I'm, with you today? I'm, I'm glistening. So you know, I was talking about my baby daughter. You know, yeah. I, I take her to school. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I come here, and so um, uh, I literally hustled to get here and ran through the hallways ran. and stuff. Hey, I, Trey, let me ask you: How old is your baby daughter? Um, I, I call her my baby daughter, but she's yeah. ten. Oh, I, there is no better that like what you're what Andre's doing right now, like being able to take your kid to school, run around, and everything. They're braiding here. It's the be- it's like life never gets better than this right here. Showing up all sweating <laughs> with your beard a mess to work because you were just with your kid. All right, listen, we got much more coming up with Dr. Dre. The nerve to show up disheveled on this show. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see, the Eastern Conference Finals are on ESPN Radio. 
coverage of the Heat at Celtics Game 5 begins tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. Much more with Andre Snellings coming up. KJM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer with us still. Andre Snellings, who hustled through the parking lot to get here on time after dropping his daughter at school. She braided his... Beard, and so if you're looking at him at on ESPNU right now, that explains the funny shape to his beard. Uh, all right, listen. What do the Lakers need to do to bounce back na- next season, Andre? Because you know Kyrie Irving's out there. They would probably have to thin out the roster a little bit to get him, but damn, in on paper that looks good. Um, and you know, listen, Corey Alexander brought up Draymond Green, maybe opting mm. out. Maybe you can add him. What do you think the Lakers ought people speculated about Van Vliet? What do you think the Lakers ought to do? Yeah, I mean, so a couple things. For one, the Lakers are not very far away, right? They they were right there. Um, they made the conference finals. If they bring everybody back, and the biggest key is LeBron and AD being present and healthy. So if they start there with shooters around them, then they're 85, 90% of where they need to go. I've heard Wendy talk about how they could get up to say thirty million dollars a cap room, while still keeping their their key pieces, including you know uh, uh, emo Austin uh, in the fold. So they they obviously need to do that. And then whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's Van Vliet, Van Vliet, if they can bring in a third playmaker on offense, somebody that can create their own shot and create looks for teammates, make life easier for LeBron. During the season, so that what you know he can have more left when he gets to the postseason, not come in limping off off of an injury from the regular season, then I think they'd be right where they need to be. Will seeding really? Because we obviously saw the Lakers in the play-in, so seeding in the end didn't really matter as far as I'm concerned. Will it really matter though if you go and you get some players so LeBron can rest up at 39 years old? Uh, you know, will that really matter next year, the seeding part of things? Should the, they even be thinking about that? The seeding, not so much. I mean, we're seeing that not just with the Lakers, but with the Heat, too, right? If, if your team is strong enough, the seed coming in isn't the biggest issue. But I think it is important, much like we're seeing with Jimmy Butler, it's important that LeBron and AD not have to 
be counted on for 75 games of high-level play in order for them to to play well. The, if they can give them 60 games of, of high-level play. You know, because honestly, I thought that was the plan with Russell Westbrook. I never thought the plan with Westbrook was going to be LeBron still handles the rock and Westbrook's a shooter. Like, that doesn't make sense. I thought he was brought in to be the engine during the regular season, let LeBron kind of, you know, play off the ball and, and relax a little bit so that he had something left for the playoffs. That didn't work, but the, the structure they have now, it it looks like it would work as long as there's somebody else there that can help carry the load. Trey, we were talking um, when these playoffs started. I thought Jokic had the most to gain out of anyone in these playoffs because he had won back-to-back MVPs. He almost won three in a row. I think if not for the straw poll Von Temps did in reaction to it, Jokic may have gotten three in a row. Um, but was generally not considered a top three player in the NBA, and, and he would float in and out of my top five, five, six, and largely that was because we'd seen him in the playoffs in the bubble against the Lakers with a healthy team. He, he wasn't quite the best version of himself. Then he improved as a player but never got back to the playoffs with a healthy team. So we just didn't know what he would do, right? Now that we're seeing what he can do, it's incredible. And if he wins finals MVP ultimately, it'll justify those two MVPs in a certain way that you start to say, where does he rank on the all-time list? But Jimmy Butler also is maybe on the verge of getting his team to the finals with an historic playoff run. Who has more to gain, do you think, between Butler and Jokic um, if one of those two wins the championship? I'd say Jokic for a lot of the reasons you laid out because if, if he had had this season with this playoff run before this season, then, yeah, I think there's a good chance he would have won that third MVP because I do think that people were hesitant. They felt like, hey, you know, if a guy I, – I heard former players lay it out like this. If Jokic wins three MVPs in a row, we're saying he's one of the best players in NBA history. Can we have that for a guy that's never won a, a chip or, or, or never performed at that, that level? Now that he has, then, yeah, I think that the reservations about – him possibly winning more MVPs kind of go away. I agree with you that, that Jimmy Butler has a huge amount to gain. He's already gained a lot with the way that things have gone because he's shown that this is three of the last four years now that the Heat have been at this level with him leading the way. So it's not a fluke. And not only is he leading him there, he's putting up crazy, ridiculous numbers. But one difference, I really don't think Jimmy Butler cares. I don't think he cares where he's put on any historic list. And I think that if they win a chip, it would be huge for him and for the team that he won the chip. I don't think that he'd be the type to be like, okay, now on ESPN, they're saying I could be one of the top 30 players of all time. That's true, but Dre, consider. That's right. I totally agree with your analysis. And I would ultimately say it's Jokic who has the most to gain because of the historical significance. But Jimmy Butler, if he wins the chip, and I don't think they will, but if he does and wins finals MVP, that's the best player in basketball. Could you imagine a guy going from you know, a, a defensive stopper to a guy who sometimes could get you 20 to an all-star to, wait a minute, can he be the best player on a team that makes a conference finals to the best player in basketball? Because make no mistake, if they win the whole thing, Dre, you're going to be sitting here saying the same thing. <laughs> um, I don't know that I would because as we've established through the years, I don't evaluate the way that you do. Um, but More I would than you realize actually. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm just saying. But um, 
as far as, as as Butler goes, yeah, he would have a huge argument. He he would he would get himself into that argument. I don't know that that very many people would say that's the best player in basketball, hands down. But he would have that kind of Kawhi Leonard type argument after they won in 2019, where now he's in this discussion, and he probably wouldn't have to do all that much to get into the MVP discussion next season as well, which he's never really been in seriously in his career. That's a different conversation, though, right? Just look. I understand Joker's got two, and if he wins, it it will have Max Kellerman types talking about he belongs to the top ten all time no. in basketball. <laughs> no, I, top, I don't believe top, you said that yesterday. No, I did. Max. What I said, Dre, no, was no, he no, would be no, in the top no, twelve stop, to fifteen my, conversation. Stop, Max, stop. We got it on record. But anyway, <laughs> do have it Dre, on record. Stop mischaracterizing. With Jimmy, with Jimmy Butler, because of where he started, fifteenth on the back end of the bench, to where he is now. He has no other players. He's essentially, if he wins a championship, you hate to say it because no player does it by himself, he would literally probably be doing it by himself. All right? I mean, he gets some help from some other guys here and there. They chip in and do some stuff. But for the most part, by large, people will look at it and go, he's doing it by himself, scoring, defense, assisting, doing all of those sort of things. So I think he has so much more to gain than Joker. Joker's already got two MVPs. You know, people are kind of already expected for him to be talked about amongst some of the greatest centers to ever play. This is totally different for Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, so it would, again, it would get him into those conversations where he's never been before. And personally, I would feel really good for him and for the NBA to have him succeed at that level because of his story, because of the past. Because even before the NBA, his story is one that is easy to read and, and, and pull for the guy. But, I mean, if they won this championship, it would remind me a lot of, of say, like when Akeem Olajuwon won with, with those Rockets in the mid-'90s or maybe one of the Spurs championships in 03 when his team was either getting old or too young. It's not that he doesn't have help. is that he's got very specific role players and a very specific scheme that works with his skill set. But that said, the the public perception would be he carried a bunch of, of, of people that yes. weren't even drafted to the title. Yes. And so, you know, I yeah. mean, you got to love that. If he's and able you know, to do it, it would be a great story. And you know how public perception is, right, Max? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand. It's a rhetorical question. But... No, it's not rhetorical. All right. Uh, uh, you know how public perception is. Andre Snellens, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Dre. All right, fellas. We all assume Kyrie to the Lakers is just a formality. Do we all assume? Who wrote this? No, we don't. How can the Lakers make it happen, KJM? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.